It's your Kali. What's up? Hey y'all, what's up? You're about to listen to facts, stories, interviews, gossip, live music, booty bump and beats, and much more fascinating things that will be so stunning, there's a possibility that your mind will blow. This show will start five, four, three, two, one. Hey, what's up, guys? You guys are listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpin Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yellow Collie in Little Village. I'm Camila Reese. I'm Melissa Regalado. And I'm Sultan Raz, aka Marie. And today we will be talking about the CTU strike. Now, we know that this has been somewhat of a very, you know, very trending topic in some cases. Teachers went on strike for a collective of 11 days. That is a very long time without school. What do you guys think about the strike? I think it was a long time. There was a point where I was like, I low-key kind of miss school. Mm-hmm. Like, I miss being there. I want to say, like, it was, I think it's like, it shows the dedication of the teachers and how willing they are to, like, get whatever we need. So I appreciate that a lot. No, definitely. What about you, Marie? I, get, I definitely agree with Melissa. I was just like, what is it, the weekend? I'm just like... Yeah, I'm starting to miss school, and then I kind of realized, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, my AP classes, like, I'm missing a lot. It's just like, uh, like, oh, how am I going to do, if I'm, am I going to fall behind and stuff like that? So, yeah, it was kind of like a lot of terrifying moments thinking about, like, yeah, like, it's already been a week. I'm like, oh, no. So, yeah, it's kind of like that. Well, what do you guys think? Like, what's your point of view? Do you guys think the strike was worth it? Were you for the teachers going on strike, or do you guys disagree with them going on strike? I mean, I could have thought maybe with the plan, if they could have gotten more out of it, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate whatever the teachers did, like, a lot. I stand with them a lot, too. So, like, a lot of people, like, thought, like, a lot of different things and stuff like that. Like, they were, like, really fighting majority for, like, student needs, like, uh, like nurses and librarians and such like that. So, I, like, really did stand with them. I agree with them. What do you think, Amina? Honestly, I 100% agree with teachers going on strike. I supported them like a lot. Um, I really did advocate for them during the strike because I feel like what they did for us really was very genuine. They didn't do it because they were selfish or anything. They actually like, you know, wanted to strike because they wanted a better future. They wanted a secure, better future, not only for us, but for like future generations of students to come. And like, I also don't want to interrupt mm-hmm. or anything. No, it's fine. But like, <laughs> uh, like, I mean, it's kind of like a call of action. If you're not going to do anything, then like the same injustice will no, still definitely. happen. Cause like the overcrowded teachers, like yeah. I know you and me share classes yeah. and the classes are crowded yeah personally like we go to a very small school we go to a little village on high school it's separated into four different schools 
and it's supposed to create a small school and in some cases yeah like there's times where we only have like i'd say like 15 students in one class and then in some classes we have like 20 but it still feels like a lot you get me mm -hmm. so i kind of put myself in shoes of like other students that go to like Kiri or go to like you know bigger high schools yeah the same they don't have like enough counselors mm -hmm. or like there's a lot so, like, like if our counselors can barely deal with like the little bit of students that we have with the hundred so students uh -huh. compared to like 200 students and like like student bodies for just like one grade mm -hmm. it's the size of like our whole school so it's like very like you know just like an eye-opener in a way but yeah i also you know advocating for teachers was surprisingly a lot of fun like going to rallies and stuff was a lot of fun we made a lot of like really funny signs yeah i don't know it's like you know, the strike, yeah, it took, like, a very large portion of our, like, curriculum, but at the same time, it's, like, it was necessary. We needed, like you said, to take a form of action. Mm -hmm. And what did you do during the strike, Marie? I stayed home and take care of my grandfather since, you know, it was convenient that the strike happened when it did because my mom had to, like, what is it, go to, like, work and stuff like that, like, in another, like, not state, but, like, in another part of Illinois. So it took her, like, really far away. So, like, there was no one home to take care of my grandfather, so it, was, it came at a really convenient time. So, mm -hmm. that's what I did. Um, but I did watch the news. I did stay updated on Twitter to make sure, like, what, is it, what was going on, the contract that was, like, being met, whether or not the teachers were pleased, whether law, Mayor Lori Lightfoot was just, like, doing, advocating for the students, like she said she was going to do. And mm -hmm. I'm, like, just, like, really, like, observing the entire strike as it was in a whole. So, yeah, that's what I was doing the time. So the show that we have for you guys today is good. Basically, we're going to be captivating the whole strike into, like, one nutshell, if you will. We will be having, like, interviews throughout the whole show of a rally me and Melissa attended on Monday. Mm -hmm. It was a student-led rally at City Hall. And we have a bunch of, like, really cool clips of, like, the chants that happen inside City Hall. And we also have some audio clips of, you know us interviewing some of the coordinators some of the student coordinators that put together the whole rally and we have people who were just there supporting in support of everything so this show is going to be super cool we're also interviewing some teachers asking them like their point of view on strike and it's just going to be a very interesting show I really hope that you guys enjoy it, but don't forget that you guys are listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpin Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Yolokali in Little Village. I'm Camila. I'm Melissa. And I'm Marie. And this is the CTU Strike Show. Can I please get your name? Hi, my name is David Range. And how did you find out about the strike today? I was one of the coordinators for today's event. Yeah, so it was just me and six other students from Limbo, or five other students. It was just six of us, and we decided that we were tired of the teachers just being by themselves to strike because obviously Chicago Public Schools and Lawyer Lightfoot were listening themselves. So what we decided to do was six students ourselves, we decided to get together and say they need to hear the students because if the students get together and they understand that these are schools, then maybe they'll get a fair contract as soon as possible. We've been in the school for two weeks now. Seniors have college to get to. Athletes have competitions to attend. And as long as we are out of school without a fair contract, it's more we're just losing in an in a education realm. And so we, it was just six of us. We made a flyer. We posted everywhere. And I'll say it's about a good 400 students out here. And th this was just amazing. I just want to say thank you to everybody who came out because this is really great. And what do you hope this district will accomplish? I hope this one pushes Chicago 
back up from school to understand that the negotiators are not in the room begging. They're not just begging for things, but like my friend said, these are necessities. These are things that we demand. These are expectations. We shouldn't even have to be begging for nurses and social workers. These should automatically be in schools. Chicago is one of the only few districts in the country that don't have these resources in every school. And so I hope this, this rally today shows the government of Chicago that together we stand with CTU. And we want the fair contract as soon as possible so we can be back in school now. Okay, guys, so that was an audio clip from the rally that we went to. As you can tell, um, this student is very, very, very passionate about, you know, the strike, and he really just, like, voiced his opinion. So, speaking of voicing our opinions, um, during the strike, sadly, it affected not only the teachers, but also a lot of juniors and seniors. Upperclassmen in general. Upperclassmen in general. So here we have, you guys know her as... Marie, hi guys. And we also have... Adrian. And tell us, Adrian, where do you go to school? Um, I go to Hancock. What about you, Marie? I go to Social Justice High School at Little Village. And how did the strike affect you guys? Want to go first? Uh, sure. Um, well, personally, I was really stressing out about my college applications and scholarship applications um, and whether I would have everything turned in on time. Um, I had to have in transcripts apart from the application. I would also have to have turned in counselor recommendation letters and my teacher recommendation letters, but they couldn't do that because they couldn't log into any of their school accounts. Same with um, Adrian. There was a lot of transcripts and like teacher evaluation letters or recommendation letters in that case. Fee waivers for application for like this one college I had to do. And I'm just like, well, I need my college counselor for that. And it's just like, oh, but like, you could fax them over. I'm like, they're like literally on strike right now. What do you want me to do? Like scholarships and like early applications and like a lot of like stuff like that. And then like for my school, what is it? My graduation date got moved. So I don't know when I'm going to graduate. It's not June 8th, 2020 anymore. So that was going for me, I guess. But like, other than that, I'm like, and then what is it? My AP classes, because I attend um, AP Bio. So I'm already missing out on like all the subject matter for that. Um, I know a lot of other seniors who like, couldn't come to voice their opinions, have the same feelings. They also have academic decathlon. Same thing, they're missing a lot of stuff and stuff like that. And it's just like, again, uh, like Adrian said, frustrating. So mm -hmm. yeah. And um, me and Melissa are juniors, right? Yes. And let me tell you guys, it was kind of really stressful in a way for us because we missed out on SAT, on our prep for SAT. And that's pretty important, you know, um, missing like our SAT. Because we could have known how it yeah. was for the actual one. Because now I believe that they're going to be using the scores that we took last year on, I believe it was the last spring, spring last uh -huh. spring SAT scores. And y'all, I'm going to be honest, oh, I did not try. That. We did not try. Is that our fault? Yes. But it's kind of like we were kind of guaranteed mm -hmm. to take it again for our junior year. And yeah, it's really like stressful. And, and for these teachers, for like in the beginning of the school year, we were practicing our SAT yeah. for the PSAT. Yeah, we were grinding. When <laughs> we were taking tests almost like every week for that practice. Yeah, so it kind of makes us feel like, you know, we kind of did that all for nothing. Of course, that doesn't take away from no. the importance of the strike. And the actual SAT that we're taking, mm -hmm. but also that like yeah um i guess like my test score is still kind of effective but like other millions of kids are like not millions but like you know thousands of kids mm -hmm. are like obviously affected by just the injustice and like what cps has done and the lack of funding that's happening definitely 
But yeah, it was like a very stressful time for us, I feel like. Like we, mm, as soon as we came back, well, when I came back yesterday for, you know, we were coming back to school, all of the teachers were just like not bombarding us with like information, but we were kind of just like aware that, you know, we're not going to take a PSAT as far as they know. We're going to be trying to catch up for our AP classes. Our AP classes. We have to get back on track because, you know, we lost a lot of, like, prep time because, you know, AP exams are going to be coming in as faster than we think they are. And we just really have to, like, catch up math. I forgot everything. I Mm -hmm. forgot where I was. I forgot, you know, where we left off. Luckily, my teachers all reviewed where we are, what we're doing, and also the soapbox um, project that we're doing for our oh, yeah. civics class. Um, we were supposed to have our deadline for like our whole speech, like having it like written. Yesterday, a rough we should have already. It was supposed to be on November. Yeah. yeah, we were supposed to perform our soapbox speeches yesterday, and none of us really wrote anything because we some of us don't really have that kind of help when it comes to like writing and writing speeches because not all of us you know write speeches on in our free time like no one does that so yeah yeah so it was kind of really stressful what about you guys how did the strike impact like your assignments and all that um i know for my math teacher like he assigned stuff like while like over break or like over strike i guess in this case and stuff like that i literally looked at it i'm like i'm i'm just i don't know some of this material that you're like trying to like make me do you didn't teach it yet like so i'm not gonna do it so like the deadline passed for that like it was like november 22nd i'm like yeah i'm not gonna do it no not november sorry october i keep forgetting it's like we're in november now but like that was like already due but i couldn't do it because like he didn't teach it yet there was a teacher who actually planned for this like strike to be happening so she's like oh just do your assignment during the strike and then when you come back or whenever we come back it's like due i'm like but like like, I don't know what we're supposed to be doing. Like, you didn't give instructions. You just put requirements. I don't know what we're supposed to be doing. So, like, she they planned for it, but they didn't plan accordingly. So, like, some of us were, like, really confused and didn't do the work. I don't know about you. What about you, Adrian? I'm in about the same boat with a lot of my classes. A lot of teachers assigned a lot of stuff, especially the EP teachers, but we really don't know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. For math and a lot of my other, other classes, my teachers, like, they extended the deadline. Or they said we're just not... You know, we're not going to bother with it just because, well, we're already supposed to be moving on to other stuff. So it seemed kind of pointless to do a lot of the work, especially when I had it done. But, yeah, a lot of teachers just seem to be very panicky right now, especially the AP teachers. Yeah, definitely. Just because, well, tests are, they have a set date, and they're supposed to be teaching us certain things at certain times. And if they can't do that, then we might not be ready in time. And yeah. also, grades are due, I believe, next week for a report card pickup. And as far as we know, report card pickup is still the same date. So teachers are, like, stressing. Our English teacher was like, I don't mean to, like, rush you guys or anything, but you guys need to turn something in for, like, our English paper because we get assigned those because we're in AP Melissa. So he gives us a lot, a lot, a lot of, like, essays, which I don't really mind because I kind of enjoy writing them they're about cool topics but anyways a lot of students you know they forgot like they haven't looked at the article since when they forgot where they left off they forgot what it was even about and he was nice enough to be like okay i 
I'm going to take into consideration the time that you guys took off. I just really need something to put in for grades. So I feel like right now, the things that like teachers are stressing about are like grades, grades, grades. Because as far as we know, it's like the same days. Especially for the kids who are like kind of doing bad right now. Yeah. <laughs> that the yeah. average just like tanks to enough. Oh, no. Yeah, so it's definitely a very stressful time what else can we really like say about coming back i mean coming back was like really weird the extracurricular activities we have in school like the after school programs me and me and adrian are in debate so i don't know how you felt about it since our tournament got canceled oh well i wasn't gonna go to the first tournament so i guess it didn't really affect me but i felt that a lot of the other students kind of felt you know kind of let down that they couldn't go to that first tournament especially with a lot of the people on our team being freshmen, they didn't get, you know, that first experience with debate. And, you know, I feel like the first tournament is very important just because, you know, it's kind of builds on for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think it was just really bad, honestly. Talking about, like, after-school activities, a lot of, like, student athletes were very, like, bothered and enraged in a way because a lot of them um, really were looking forward to, like, their senior year games and stuff. And... They couldn't wait to, like, play for, like, senior night and all that. And they didn't get to do that because of the strike. Some, um, I believe it was a school, right, a Southside school, actually went to protest at City Hall and gathered up a bunch of student athletes and voiced their opinions to Lori Lightfoot. They said, you know, this is our future. This is, like, our dreams, you know. We want to get back in school. We want to get back in the classroom. So that was like very sucky for some of them. What did spur up controversy was that the way they were approaching it, some people online were kind of like attacking some student athletes who were voicing their opinions, saying that, you know, it's not even that big of a deal, that they should just grow up and support their teachers, this and this and this. What do you guys think about that? I mean, I kind of like understand like student athletes because it's like, People, like, look at them play and, like, determine whether or not they want them at that college for, like, a a sports scholarship and stuff like that. So I understand it from, like, an academic kind of point of view, Mm -hmm. honestly, for, like, schools and getting into, like, the school that you really want for, like, like, for college football or for, like, basketball or for, like, all these other sports. Like, I understand it from, like, an academic point of view, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely appreciate what these teachers are doing, even if we're, like, out here, like, kind of complaining. They're yeah. like, oh, we didn't get to do this and that. I still think the strike was worth it compared mm-hmm. to, like, definitely. even if we missed, like, a few couple tournaments or games. And, yeah, it might be, like, really detrimental. Sucky. Yeah. But I still think that the strike was, like, needed in order for, like, other students who, are my, who might be younger than us. So they won't, like, receive the lack of whatever they're just needing. What about you, Adrian? What do you think? Well, I play sports. Um, I know you guys know that I play sports. Mm-hmm. And this year I didn't play, so I guess it didn't really affect me. But I know a lot of the people in my school are kind of mad that they didn't get to play, you know, regionals or state tournaments because they were automatically disqualified. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember seeing on the news that over 50 schools got disqualified from volleyball regionals, and that included people from my school. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of them were mad because they had been working so hard. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, it's understandable that they're mad. And it's like you said, we have to worry more about what's going on later and take care of what we need to right now, even though it might seem, you know, unfair. Because there's other chances that you're going to get even later in life, too. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I feel like, yeah, it's like really sucky what happened. And if I put myself in their shoes, I could agree that yeah, I worked really hard for something and I just really want to showcase my talent and everything. But I feel like 
we need to sometimes be selfless and think about what this strike will bring us. Like, I feel like if you have a little brother or sister, you can relate to this. You could be like, yeah, I didn't get to have social workers or working full-time nurses at my school. But you know what? At least my brother and sister will have these resources. So if they ever feel really sick to the point where they can't even learn, but they can't go home, they have a nurse there that is more than willing to help them. Or my little sister deals with depression or anxiety. Now she has a social worker that's at her school and is able to, you know, help her and give her that kind of like extra hand that she needs. So, yeah, it really does suck that some of our seasons and, you know, activities or competitions were canceled. But at the end of the day, this strike will serve a very good purpose in a long term type of span for like future generations and such like that mm-hmm. like i definitely want like you know my little cousin who's going to go into high school be able to have working nurses be able to like you know have the help that he needs because yeah he is a kid with special needs and he needs those kind of resources he needs that extra hand to help him succeed because his education is really valuable to me i just want to say like class sizes so a lot of i know a lot of elementary schools have more students than compared mm-hmm. to the high school students like there's teachers with like 40 kids in one classroom and obviously it's it it affects the student and it also affects the teacher because the student won't learn well or it won't show its full potential and teachers are that's it's just too many kids to like worry about yeah, I definitely remember being in elementary school, being in a class filled with 35 to 40 students. And I always thought that was normal, you know, because that's what I grew up with. I grew up going to school and having a class with 35 to 40 students. And then coming into high school and then having my teacher tell me, oh, that's not how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to be in a class in elementary with only like 20 students. That was a big shocker for me because that made me realize how much my education was valued in my developing years of elementary school, you get me? And I just hope that this strike, you know, luckily it brought, you know, some type of like new opportunities for students. And I just remember just thinking like, and back in elementary, I felt like I wasn't prioritized as a student because my teacher was concerned about you know, 40 to 50 other students in that same class. And I just remember thinking, like, I was so lost. I didn't understand the material I was being presented. Seventh grade, I honestly do not remember a thing from, like, my math classes because it was such an overwhelming classroom where some students weren't paying attention. If once, if, like, this group of students wasn't paying attention, then we all got in trouble because there was 40 students in one class. Mm -hmm. So that's what kind of like was an eye opener for me. I was like, I also want to say for the social workers and the lack of social workers in schools, you know, there's kids going through stuff. And Mm -hmm. for just a social worker to come on a Thursday when like you need them on a Monday or Tuesday, it's just really bad. Definitely. I think people don't really understand that students go through a lot. You know, we're in our years where we're kind of in like development and there's times where things happen to students especially students in like south and west side schools that are kind of discarded in a way that's why it's important that this strike brought like you know more of a more opportunities for south side and west side schools because we're kind of always like kind of the forgotten bunch of the whole thing 
And it's important that, you know, every school has the same amount of opportunities. Of course, it's a very big district, but mm -hmm. I think little by little, we can all reach that um, sign of, of equity. That sign of equity. Yeah. Because, you know, maybe this school doesn't need as much help as another school, but it's important to give this school the same amount of, like, or more of resources than another school because... So it evens out. So it all yeah. evens out. You're like, highest need, like, schools and stuff like that, like, with funding and resources mm -hmm. and such like that, yeah. I definitely see a lot of, like, high school and elementary schools that are, like, literally falling apart. And, like, you know, in the Little Village area, I see a lot of middle schools and... They aren't, like, up to date, you know? The walls are peeling, like, the staircases. Let's not even talk about them. What do, what do you have to say, Adrian? Well, you were just saying about how the walls are peeling and everything, and that's honestly what's been happening since my freshman year at school. You go into a classroom, and you'll see there be, like, a bunch of chip paint, or there's, like, a chunk of the ceiling missing, which, you know, doesn't sound like something that should be normal. Mm -hmm. But to us, it's pretty normal to go into a classroom and be like, oh, look, there's a piece of the ceiling missing. Or, oh, look, there's a bunch of paint on the floor. Or the wall is dripping. Yeah, that too. There's always, like, water stains on the wall. I always, like, I said this before that, you know, I look at that. I look at a rusty board. I look at, like, you know, really messed up classroom, and I think how my education is prioritized. I see how much people put attention to my education, and it makes me kind of, like, being, it makes me feel left out. In a way, because I see other kids who go to other schools and like, you know, other like areas. And then I just look at their their schools. I look at their classrooms and the difference is very drastic compared to mine. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, I remember like in seventh grade, like, like our roof was dripping. And like, I remember buckets being surrounded in my classroom. And mm -hmm. like, this is just a teacher doing as like as best as he can, like, to teach the class, make it comfortable for the students, and, like, make sure they're paying attention to, like, what's the subject being taught and not, like, drops of water coming out of your roof. I remember being in elementary, and there were classes on the third floor that didn't have air conditioning, and it was, like, 98 to 100 degree oh, yeah. weather. Nosebleeds would happen all the time, you get me? It was, like, a very big situation because I remember being in fourth grade and having a lot of my classmates like fainting a girl fainted in one of my classes because it was so hot because we didn't have air conditioners because we didn't have money for air conditioners then i see schools on like you know much nicer areas and i see them having built-in conditioners <laughs> that already work with the school and kids complaining about how cold it is because oh, of I mean, the air conditioners that's kind of our school because we're now. lucky that our school is kind of like mm -hmm. relatively new and yeah, the air conditioning is like really cold, but yeah. compared to when we were in elementary school, we were like passing out, having heat strokes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so that was definitely something. And the heat was just so unbearable. Like gym class and heat, that was, that was terrible. Even the teacher himself did not even want to teach that class because of how hot it was. Mm -hmm. What input do you have to say, Marie? <laughs> I remember in elementary, like my, like literally the like, the school was just so old. I think there was still lead in the paint at the walls when it would chips, and I'm just like, oh wow. Now they think about it, and like I remember like when there was like lead in the water and stuff like that. It's like my like school, my elementary school tested positive for like lead in the water. I'm just like I drank that when I was in eighth, like from preschool to like eighth grade. Like I was drinking that what, and like thinking how old these schools are, and then when like 
finally like when they get the like faucets replaced and it's just like wow like looking back at it and just like looking back at, like where i'm at now like we noticed like the, the cone mm-hmm. and stuff like that the hallway for it like the inner like side of it it's just yeah. like decaying you just see it and i'm just like oh no so like yeah and then the classroom sizes like when you guys were talking about that i'm just like yeah like 30 to 40 kids like that seemed normal in elementary school and there's like only one teacher or like an assistant teacher or two at least it's just like yeah this seems pretty normal and then as soon as you go back to like and then now that you're going to like high school, it's just like a much it's a such smaller class, and then telling you like, yeah, like that wasn't normal, and you're like you're not, it's not, and it's like yeah, it's not, and I'm like oh okay, like I guess. So and then like now discussing like now looking at it like not with a mature eyes I guess and stuff like that like grown up a bit, you just like look at it you're like yeah I wouldn't be able to handle like, uh thirty plus teens and stuff like that uh through. Like, 30-plus teens, each one of them going through different, like, stages of their life, whether they're mature or not, or, like, childish. It's just, like, really difficult to handle, like, 20 and over. Well, not 20 and over, like, 30 and over, if anything, and stuff like that. Like, now, like, you're able to look at it like, yeah, that would be difficult to, like, like maintain at least. So I agree with that. What about you, Adrian? Well, um, my school, where I went to elementary, was fairly new. But, you know, as most places the air conditioner would break down and it would take a long, long, long time for them to even, like, attempt to fix it. Mm -hmm. We'd be there sitting in, you know, a really, really hot classroom where they expected us to be concentrated. But, you know, it's pretty hard to concentrate when you're focusing on, you know, being hot in the classroom where, you know, you're supposed to be, you know, taken, I guess not really, like, you know, taken care of. But, you know, you're supposed to be kind of comfortable. It's supposed to be a space where you feel comfortable. You're supposed to learn. Yeah. But having, you know, like you said, like 98 degree weather Mm -hmm. isn't really going to be a place where you're going to be learning comfortably. Yeah. So um, we're going to be coming back. We have to go to promos, but we will be coming back with some CTU teacher representatives. And we're going to be having some teachers. We're going to have a really um, open conversation about the strike and go more into detail. So please stay tuned. Don't forget that you guys are listening to WLPN LP Chicago. 105.5 105.5 FM Lumpin Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yellow Collie in Little Village. I'm Camila. I'm Melissa. I'm Marie. And, and I'm Adrian. <laughs> and we'll see you guys back. Because I feel like with, as a student with a lot of health problems, when I go to the nurse and find out that they're not there, it really makes me feel some type of way because you would expect for a school to have full-time nurses. And also our librarians are not even like fully librarians. Most of the time they're just workers at Kenwood. And I feel like that's like a disappointment because like when you go to a library, you're expected to have somebody there to help you. 
We also have special ed kids at my school, and it really hurts to see that there's only one nurse. And there is two nurses, but she's never there because she has to commute between two different schools. And for them, they have serious health problems. And if they're not there, what? why do we have a nurse? What job are they doing? Nurses are here for a reason. I want to be a doctor, but watching and seeing how our nurses, they can't even give us treatment. You can't even get medical aid. When I ask for a Band-Aid, I'm sorry, we're out of Band-Aids and ice pack. You have to go to the gym. Why do I have to walk up four flights of stairs to go to the gym if I'm on an injured knee? That makes no sense. And we do need more nurses, but we need nurses that are able to provide treatment, not just be there and look. What do you hope the strike will accomplish? Um, I feel like CTU deserves a lot. Like, my mother used to work as a teacher, but she's an assistant principal now. So, like, when I, she used to come home and tell me all the things that was going wrong with the union. I would honestly feel so bad, and I just feel like as students, we deserve a lot more, as well as the teachers. Um, yes, I do hope that this strike will accomplish at least enough. I know that it probably won't, we won't get everything, but at least enough where it's like at least two, three nurses. You go to Catholic schools and there's a big old nurse's office with so many things, three, four, five nurses on different floors. And at least I hope we could get the same benefits at them. Even though we pay tax dollars and yes, the city is corrupt, but we still need that money and we still need well-provided nurses. Amina McKinney. Hey, what's up, guys? You guys are listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpin Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Wailo Kali in Little Village. I'm Camila Reese. I'm Melissa. And today we have. Um, Jennifer Rodriguez, I'm one of the Spanish teachers at Little Village Lawndale High School campus, World Language High School. Uh, Linda Perales, I'm a special education teacher at Corkery here in Little Village. And I'm Joel Munoz. I'm a fifth grade bilingual teacher in Sandoval Elementary. Great, great, great. So, um, you guys are out there in the freezing cold every single day for 11 days? Correct. And um, we have like a few questions for you guys. Mm -hmm. Did you like personally want to go on strike? Well, unfortunately that was our ultimate sacrifice we tried to bargain with uh, cps the mayor to give us uh, the basic needs the basic necessities to have a functional school with equity and unfortunately it had to take a strike to actually have the mayor hear us so even though it was something that we tried to avoid we had no choice yeah, I would agree with that. I, I think um, speaking from just talking with other teachers and staff, none of us wanted to strike. We always were talking about how we hoped and wanted to just figure it out without having to strike, but it felt forced. So we were willing to do that for our students. Mm -hmm. And we knew that it was necessary because bargaining had been happening for 10 months and there was no real movement at the table in regards to what we were asking. And there was n not even any real movement until the ninth or 10th day of the strike. So we knew that it was necessary in order to get uh, educational justice for our students. Mm -hmm. And did you guys expect the strike to go as long as it did? No, uh, short answer, no. Um, <laughs> I think we all were very hopeful that the mayor seeing us not um, at work and the students, you know, losing that 
instructional time would speed things up. Um, we knew it was going to be a, a, a battle, um, but it was definitely a battle uh, longer than I think we all expected. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think one of my students said it best when we were seeing candidate Lightfoot, we were hopeful. Um, she's a black queer woman. And she's not an insider, politically speaking. So we thought she was going to be on our side. She made a lot of promises. Mm -hmm. And then when we started seeing that she wasn't keeping those promises, it just didn't seem characteristic of the candidate Lightfoot. And it ended up being 11 days, but Lori Lightfoot had the power every single day of the strike to end it by meeting our demands, and she didn't. So it's on her for not giving the resources that we needed in a timely manner. And I just want to add real quickly, uh, like Joel said, the fact that she is an African-American woman doing this to our district that is predominantly black and brown students and a profession where majority of teachers are uh, female women. It was very surprising that it lasted that long. Like, what are like some of the resources you guys lack during your classroom? Like, could you guys give them any info about that? Well, um, for me as a Spanish teacher, I know teaching language um, uh, incorporating technology is something that is always uh, something that we strive but in our community um, it is difficult to have for example language labs um, students in other schools I know have interactive programs online to spend to practice a language uh, many fundraisers where students can actually go to these countries and practice a language and see the differences and that's something that we always struggle in our school for my expertise but maintenance, maintenance uh, in, in Little Village, Londo High School campus is a big issue. For example, our pool is still not fixed. Um, we've been saying that for a long time. And there's always an excuse. And there are students who are supposed, the requirement in gym is to learn how to swim, and they cannot. I think one of the biggest struggles was the class, the class size. I know there's classes that have kindergartners that are up to 40 or more. And I think that's really unfair compared to where students have more resources and less in smaller class sizes in suburbs, for example. And I think that if our students were rich and white, this wouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. uh, in my classroom, I mentioned I teach special ed uh, for kinder through fourth grade. And I also teach the bilingual students and the students who require instruction in English. Mm -hmm. And I teach all of the grade levels and both languages at the same time. So when talking about well, like what resources are lacking, one of the main resources is more bilingual special education teachers because all of the grades and the students in both languages get stuck in my class because there's not enough of us. Uh, so the students that need the most support get the least amount of support because I have to stretch myself so thin. And that's definitely something that we were advocating for in the contract, uh, partnerships with universities in order to recruit uh, more teachers of color and more bilingual teachers. Mm -hmm. And kind of going back to like, you know, those 11 days, how was it like being outside striking every single day for those 11 days? Well, um, it was kind of surreal, uh, feeling like you're in the twilight zone <laughs> every day, um, doing the same routine, waking up way earlier than work. Um, and I think definitely it tested us because weather was extreme as well. We had, I feel, all four seasons these 11 days. And uh, 
you know, it it was tough, especially um, attending morning and afternoon rallies. I think that um, really took a toll physically, mentally. But personally, I think a lot of teachers at the end of the day, seeing at least a couple of students, even just saying hi and, yeah. and acknowledging them. I think it, it, it brought out like a little spark on our eyes, like, okay, this is, people acknowledge us and they see our struggles. I agree, it was really, really difficult. Um, we were insulted, we were spat on, um, there were lies being spread. Um, and although this is the case, I still feel that it something really good came out of it. And for me, that was the, mm, the SEIU 73 NCTU, um, just the feeling of unity between the two unions. And I, one of the chants uh, during the pickets that I learned was um, something going along with the uh, song, We Are Family. And it went something, and I apologize, I, I'm not a good singer. <laughs> we are family, right? CTU and 73. And I love that because that really. <laughs> uh, summarized the feeling and going back to work for the first day yesterday we all went in together and it was something magical it was beautiful and I loved it definitely there was a lot of solidarity on the picket line I, th I think a lot of as teachers we get stuck in our own classroom because we're so overwhelmed with so much work but being on the picket line even though we were cold and it was rainy and it was snowy and <laughs> some days it was like I had to take off my sweater. It was weird. But it was just like getting to know coworkers so much better. Like building that solidarity is going to transform our schools because we're going back in, like Joel said, with so much more solidarity. I know at my school, uh, the SEIU members, none of them crossed the picket line and waited until uh, we had um, voted yes to accept the contract, the tentative agreement, in order to enter the building. So that's just so much strength and unity that's going to transform our school and that's so powerful and it wouldn't have happened without the strike I think. I can um, kind of relate to that because when we attended like the student march led by students it w it all felt like we were all brought together there was different like you know students from you know south from real down south from west from north and it was like mm -hmm. it was all from this downtown from even. downtown yeah. even and they were all like here and if they weren't necessarily striking for themselves. Mm -hmm. They were striking for us, and it just felt like this big unity. It's a very like wholesome feeling. That's great. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yes. Um, did any of you guys go to like the delegate meeting? Yes, I am the delegate at my high school, so definitely I was there every single meeting, and the, that's why it was very important to be present in, in all the events. But yeah, I was there. Like what did what did you think during that meeting? Like what went through your mind? Very intense. I I saw how being in a stressful situation can bring the best and worst of people. Um, I learned a lot, and I also think that being part of these meetings and and taking this role has really made you as a teacher. I think, um, like what I said previously not to be so sheltered, not to just say I'm going to work and, and teach, but you really have to be knowledgeable about how, it, you know, unfortunately, like a contract affects you and and how how it's going along before you become so passassionate and have an, an opinion without really looking at all the facts. 
It's a lot of information, and, and I understand that, but it's very important for teachers to, to really um, read through what's going on. I'm also the delegate at my school, so I was there too. Uh, so we had two meetings. And then in the first one, we got like all the updates of how bargaining was going. And then we were expected to take that information back to all the teachers at our school. So we met the next day and talked about everything and made a decision about how our school wanted to move forward. And then there was a second meeting that night, which is when we accepted, uh, voted to accept the tentative agreement. Um, I think it was very powerful because there was the room was packed and i think the room has like 500 chairs mm-hmm. uh and it was packed i mean and i was sitting on the floor people were so many people were sitting on the floor and it was uh so people go up to the microphones in the room to have like a debate about whether they think we should accept the tentative agreement if they think we should not accept mm-hmm. the tentative agreement so yes. it was definitely hearing everyone's voices everyone's reasons about what they thought about where we were uh in negotiations at that point so it was very powerful to hear everyone's opinions and um, lastly are you guys content with the plan I mean I don't think we can say a hundred percent I mean definitely you know like the CTU you know we are family brothers and sisters that we need to look out for each other um, I know we were fighting for our elementary school brothers and sisters um, as a high school teacher, you know I see um, what's needed, and but also what we earn, what we got. You know, um, we did get a lot of things in this contract. Uh, we were fighting for more uh, equity for our students, but at the end of the day, um, you know we did build that solidarity between us and and hearing each other out. I think some teachers might say we didn't. Some teachers might say we did. Uh, but at the end of the day, we didn't lose. Um, we didn't lose anything from 2012, so that's mm-hmm. what we need to we need to remember that. Yeah, as for my part, um, at just knowing the general tentative agreement, not the details, I was going to vote no to ratify it. But yesterday we had a meeting with some of the people who were at the table for bar- bargaining for this contract, mm-hmm. and they explained some of the context behind it and the history behind it, and the wins that we did earn. Um, and I say earned because we had to fight for this. Mm-hmm. It wasn't given. If we hadn't fought for it, none of this would be in the contract. For example, a nurse and a social worker in every school every day. Correct. So knowing those types of details, I'm, I changed my mind and I'm going to vote yes now. I think there's definitely mixed feelings about what people feel about this tentative agreement. But I think that the bargaining team went really hard they sacrificed so much time with their family in order to negotiate they sacrificed time in the classroom because they get pulled uh, they they have to get subs in order to negotiate and our leadership just is constantly advocating for us and i think that they fought as hard as they could and they got us the best tentative agreement possible at this time but the most important thing i think is to realize that we uh the power behind this contract is our ability to enforce it. Mm-hmm. So everything we won, we have to make sure to work with our coworkers, with our parents, with our students to make sure that we're getting everything that we won and to realize that we couldn't win everything in one contract, but the fight, to be honest, is just beginning. Like we have to continue organizing and uh, fighting uh, to get the justice that our students deserve. Well, yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it for you guys coming out and, you know, giving your point of view on this whole thing. And we just want to say that we are very grateful that you guys fought for us. We're very, we appreciate you guys a lot. 
Thank you so much. Thank you. So we will go on a little break. We're going to be playing some clips from the rally that we went to. And coming back, we are going to be discussing, kind of wrapping up the whole show. And yeah, so don't forget that you guys are listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpin Radio. Broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yola Calling Little Village. I'm Camila. I'm Melissa. And this is the CTU Strike Show. So I'm on strike today because it is CPS's fourth day on strike and the mayor hasn't given the CTU what they what they are demanding for. And this gets me really angry because whenever developers whenever developers in the north side ask for resources from the mayor, um, they get what they want. But whenever us in the south and the west side ask for what we need, we don't get it. Well, I hope that we we get one step closer to, you know, having funded schools because when we have funded schools, we have safe neighborhoods. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Can I please get your name? My name is Amara Bivens. And why are you on strike today? I'm on strike today because we need more resources in schools. Our schools aren't being funded the way they need to be. And when they aren't funded the way they need to be, that's sacrificing our future because, you know, they want to keep their dollars. But... The future of these students is the future of Chicago, the future of, you know, the state, of the world. So I'm striking for a better future for everyone. And what do you hope the strike will accomplish? I hope the strike gets us the funding we need and shows everyone that everyone should be funded rightly and fairly. So what's up, guys? You guys are listening to WLPN, LP Chicago, 105.5 FM, Lumpin Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yellow Collie in Little Village. My name is Camila. My name is Melissa. My name is Marie. And I'm Adrian. So let's wrap up this whole thing and kind of discuss about what we think about, you know, the strike and everything that occurred. Well, personally... I appreciate what all these teachers did for us because just like in order for you to have like the same equity as other kids, like compared to like different places, I appreciate that a lot. I appreciate their gratitude, like the, the effort they put in and like all those days they like stood outside striking and like actually making plans and making sure that my education comes first. What do you hope to see in the long run? What do you hope to see in your school? For mine personally, maybe like um, class sizes, because I I know in my civics class we have like thirty something kids in the class, and I know other other periods have more classes, so I'm more worried about the class size because I know a lot of students wouldn't like necessarily understand. It's just more resources, you know. Like I know my school lacks resources. Like we don't have that many like programs that are happening after school. Just like our for example our pool our pool doesn't work, so I hope they fix that. You know. I'm really, I'm like Melissa, I'm in the same spot. I'm appreciated very much that they did this. They, you know, they don't have to do it. They're doing it for us because, well, they know that we need it in order to be, you know, have a proper education because so many other schools have what they need. But here we are, you know, with a lack of resources and funding to our schools. And, you know, if the teachers hadn't done this, you know, the same thing would have probably kept happening, you know, without their voice and the voices of a lot of students who also went along, you know, they would have just kept doing the same thing to us. And what about you, Marie? What do you hope to see in your school? Honestly, again, I hope the pool works. But other than that, like, I hope the class sizes 
um obviously go down like in that five-year term but because like a lot of these teachers are like crowded and stuff like that's like again with the 30 plus and stuff like that and there's like a lot of kids like left behind it's a lose-lose situation the teacher gets overworked and then we just like get left behind and we understand their pressure like oh we're not gonna say anything because like you know that teacher's overworked so we're just gonna be left behind honestly i appreciate their sacrifice like with family time and stuff like that because i know how that must have been like and just like to do these things for us and stuff like that and better like working conditions and it just like makes it makes you really think about like the school system as a whole and it's just like wow like they were going to continue doing to with do they were going to continue doing this to us if we didn't fight for it and stuff like that and i really do appreciate them for that so yeah i definitely agree i hope that in my elementary schools and every elementary school you know gets the resources that they need because i remember being you know in my elementary classroom and thinking that this was normal and i hope that we don't normalize that anymore and that we should just forget and not normalize the fact that there's 40 students in one class we need to make that unusual and you know spread awareness to that i hope that you know every in every student in the future whenever they get a tummy ache or whenever they're like feeling sick to the point where they can't even learn i hope that they can go to the nurse any day out of the week not only a monday and they could ask for help and they get the help they need I hope social workers are in every school that whenever a student feels very anxious or is going through something really hard or is dealing with trauma, I hope they get the help that they need so they're able to continue with their day and continue succeeding in school. I just hope that even though, you know, these things might not be secured for me right now as a student, I hope they secure for, you know, future generations and Hopefully, they don't have to go through what I had to go through growing up in the CPS system. So, this concludes our show. So, if you want to go support CTU, big thumbs up to you, big hug to you. (laughs) And yeah, thank you so much for listening in. And yeah, don't forget that you guys are listening to WLPN LP Chicago. 105.5 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio, broadcasting live from Surua, Yolokali in Little Village. I'm Camila. I'm Adrian. I'm Melissa. And I'm Marie. And please give your teacher a big hug. And yeah, don't forget that you guys are listening to What's Up. And next up we have, you know, La Mesita. We're coming in hard for season 12 of What's Up. And we are here. So yeah, um, have an amazing day. And please hug your teachers. <laughs>
it's me. I haven't heard from you in a while. I hope it's because you're listening and enjoying our amazing, outstanding, terrific, wonderful, inspiring, delightful, funny, breathtaking, amazing, astonishing, highly movie. amazing <gasps> production. If not, you should listen to our radio show, What's Up, again. In the meantime, we'll be working on the next one here in Lumpin' Radio. So stay tuned to our next amazing, outstanding, terrific, wonderful, inspiring, delightful, funny, breathtaking, astonishing, highly amazing broadcast. I hope that you are informed about the awesome parts of life and that you will have a splendid day. Don't forget to listen to us on SoundCloud at Yolokali, on social media like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Tumblr at Yolokali, or visit at yolokaliartsreach.org for more. We are the robots.